Welcome everybody to Corner 3, the best basketball podcast on the planet. We are rocking here at Fanbyte, in Fanbyte land, bringing you nothing but pure, unmitigated dopeness. We are missing a crew member. We have been swapping them in and out. I think the thing with the ISS uh, Fanbyte is that what happens is you can only get one person up to the spaceship and then yeah. one person down at a time. So you have to like swap people in and out. Yeah. So Nikki is out. I was out last week. Nikki's out this week. Um, but the man, the myth, the legend, the man who has been holding it down for team corner three, it is the man, John Warren. What's That's good, John? Great. How's things? I, you know, things are great. I, I did not pull a Udonis Haslam this week. I did not sub into a game and then immediately get ejected for putting my hands in Dwight Howard's face. I stuck in there. I hung in there and I played for the entire 48 minutes. I, I appreciate you because this is what you do. So you're, 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 you're not a journeyman. You, you, you put it down. You're, you're the, the guy on the bench who I can count on yeah. to make sure that things are right and to make sure yeah. that we're in a good space and to make sure that at least you can karate chop somebody in the ribs like Luca has been doing <laughs> of late, which has been he's pretty amazing. Little, he's such a little fucker now, like almost <laughs> overnight. Like right? he poses with George W and he starts to be a little brat everywhere. Like what's going on? He's like the fucking it's berries and cream Skittles guy. He's like oh, fucking berries or is that Starburst? I think it's Starburst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, like he's just a scamp now. It's weird. He is. He is. It feels like he's he's he hasn't made his full heel turn yet. It's but coming. it feels like this is the way. Yeah. This feels like this is the way it winds up happening. Like you yeah. get to that space and you're just like, oh, well, I'm you know I'm, I'm karate chopping people in the ding ding, and then yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. It's nuts. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, thank you so much for listening this week and every week. Again, we love doing the show. We want to make sure that we're getting bigger. Make sure that you're please leaving us a five-star review on, on Apple iTunes and, and not Apple iTunes, Apple podcasts. Um, iTunes. Remember iTunes? I wow. remember iTunes. You're Best aging, piece you're of aging us, but I, I mean, remember. Yeah. Remember SoundCloud being a thing? You remember, 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 remember Kazaa? Napster. I remember Napster. Kazaa. Napster and Kazaa being a thing. God, it used to be so great to have dial-up internet and have my mama scream at me for trying to download terrible movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of those things. But please leave us a, a five-star review, and then we'll uh, we'll shit shit that on uh, the the space station. We got to put that out there into the to the, to the universe. We got it. Um, this week, uh, there's some really cool stuff happening. I think that there's a lot of conversation. You saw from our initial, uh, you know, picture that we have, if you're looking at this in video form, of the now holder of the best, wildest record in NBA history of having more triple-doubles than Oscar Robinson. Now, Russell Westbrook is Mr. Triple Double. Like, so, so it's, it's a wild conversation because I think even, you know, on this show, we have talked about Russ in not the most glowing terms. I don't, you know, I don't think people oh. in the league, oh. <laughs> you can, you can fucking rewind it. And we've talked about it a couple of times. We were talking some shit. shit. We were talking about like, this guy was a wash yeah. scrub at the beginning yeah. of the season. I mean, yeah. we were saying some shit. Yeah, yeah, and it feels like now we have to eat a little bit of crow. Yeah, um, and say, you know, Russ, you got it. Like we can't be mad at you for 
the amazing accomplishment of having this many triple doubles in a season and being able to do this literally every game that he winds up playing and going into the court, he's dropping a triple double at this point. It is pretty profound to see a player in our lifetimes do this for a record that to be fair, no one thought was going to get broken. Like there are very few records in the league right at this point that feel like they're unattainable or that they're kind of like out of the reach of players, you know, Curry with his, you know, three point record, he'll definitely break that before, you know, he's out of the game. You know, this was the, the other one that felt like it was, you know, potentially there, of course, you know, the idea of around the hundred point game with Wilt Chamberlain will never be broken. I don't think, uh, because coaches are punks and they pull you out of the game before they'll let you get to a hundred (laughs) points. Um, um, but it is going to be something that I feel is going to be talked about for a very long time. John, I'd love to hear your thoughts about like where you think this kind of lays and, and, and how much this changes the conversation around Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it, it turns him in, uh, he goes from an interesting footnote to someone that you can't, you can't talk about the history of the league without talking about Russell Westbrook now. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, I'm about to make a really lofty comparison here, okay? Sure. In a lot of ways, he reminds me a little bit of Emmett Smith in the sense yeah. that, like, he's had a long career. He's had his ups and downs. He's had seasons where he hasn't been that good. But the second Emmett Smith in 2002 broke that single season, that single career rushing record. Um, and it probably won't be broken. Probably yeah. not, yeah. frankly. Uh, and this is another record that feels like it won't be broken. Iron- irony of ironies, there are a couple players playing right now that might actually maybe get there, depending on huh. how long they play. Uh, yeah. Like Luka, Luka Doncic has a, a triple-double machine kind of mentality. But now you can't talk about the history of the league without talking about Russell Westbrook. And yeah. that's huge. I mean, that's an yeah. incredible thing. I think he was a Hall of Famer before this. I do. Huh. I, I think I, I, I do think he was. But um, now it's there's no question. I think if you say that, you know, uh, yeah, even if he, I was looking at I was looking at the stats between Oscar Robertson and and Russell Westbrook. I think the big difference between them is that Oscar Robertson ended up with 189 win shares, meaning that he Mm. was directly responsible statistically for 189 wins, essentially. Mm. Russ is at 104. Okay, so he's 80 games, and it it takes a lot to rack up a win share, basically. Mm -hmm. And he's been on some bad teams, and I think he's going to end his career on some bad teams. So that's, I think, the big difference between those two players is, like, I still think Oscar Oscar Robertson might be – a better winner. Uh, yeah. and, and, and that, that counts for a lot, but I think Russ is, he belongs in the conversation now, which is, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I want to share some quick thoughts. So I was trying to find out who else is supposed to be going into the hall of fame this year. Sure. Um, but, uh, I want to share some quick thoughts from Chris Broussard from ESPN about Russell's now history making event and how that has changed the conversation around him in the league. Oscar Robertson and Wilt Chamberlain did things back in the 50s and 60s that we never thought we'd see done again. You know, I mean, from Wilt's 100 points to 50 points a game, Oscar with the triple-double record. Uh, we That's why most of the time when guys have great statistical feats nowadays, 
we say that's the greatest stats post-merger. Of the right? modern era. Because before yep. the merger, right. Will and Oscar's numbers were outlandish. So anytime you break one of their records, right. it is phenomenal. So, look, a lot of the videos that you saw last night, tributes, players around the league, people around the league, uh, about Russell Westbrook, they were <laughs> calling him Mr. Triple-Double. So that's who he is now. He is mm. Mr. Triple-Double, and that will be his mm. legacy. Even if he goes on to win a ring, he will still be more known for averaging right. a triple-double in four right. seasons than for winning a championship. Now, that leads that's me right. to my next point. I don't think he'll win a ring. And what this record is, is strong objective our, and our strong objective argument that Russell Westbrook is the greatest player never to win a ring. Now, I think James Harden's oh, better. Wow. Someone may think John Stockton's better. Someone may think Carl Malone's better. And you can argue any of them. But none of them led their teams further than Russ. So now we start looking right. at stats and we say, objectively, Russell Westbrook did something no one else in the history of basketball has done. Four seasons of an average of, right. of a triple-double. I don't think you can say that about any other player that hasn't won a ring. And, so, and then the third thing is this, and I, I saw Isaiah Thomas, the legend, say this last night, and he's right on the money. You can no longer tell the story of basketball without Russell without Westbrook. Mm, that's right. You can't, right. and that is right. huge. And, and I can, I, depending on how short you make the story, <laughs> I can maybe X out just about everybody else who's never won a ring, but I can't X out Russell Westbrook yes. anymore. Damn good point. Yeah. And, and, and for Chris, you know, you know, again, I think a lot of people threw dirt on, on Russell's name and, and on his game at this point, but to, to dig into that a little bit deeper, you know, I initially, when you <clears throat> was a little bit surprised at the, at the, the comment that you made about like thinking that West was going to be a hall of famer, I didn't think he was going to be a hall of famer in before this got broken, before this record got broken. Now, it's like you're like you go from potentially in my mind to of not making it at all to being a first ballot Hall of Famer at this point, um, you know, and, and the idea of like being the best player to have never won a ring. That's still debatable in terms <laughs> of Russ, but I think, you know, in terms of a person who has had the biggest impact on what the game could be from the statistical standpoint. That is absolutely true. Like, I think that that is a, is yeah. a different story and a different way to talk about that. He's played for 13 seasons. Uh, mm -hmm. Like Chris Broussard said, four of them have averaged a triple-double. Um, those have all been later in his career, indicating mm -hmm. a... And here's where it gets tricky. I would argue that his first eight seasons or so Mm -hmm. Were his more successful from a bet wins and losses standpoint. Yeah. Sure. Not, yep. not, not, I would argue that that is true. I mean, like yeah. he has had more success prior to his last few seasons in the league. Um, so there's something about winning that, that matters to me. Uh, we yeah. talk about players, you know, elsewhere that haven't won Charles Barkley, a player that never won a championship, Dan Marino mm -hmm. in, in football, never won a championship. Uh, mm -hmm. these are players with statistical 
a greatness, but never really made it. I, I do wonder how the fact that those four seasons where he averages a triple double happened in season, you know, uh, happened for teams where he wasn't, he, he was never even close to winning a ring. So right. that tells me that his contribution was basically trying to will his team to do better than it was going to do and would be yeah. really one of the only uh, contributors when he was playing in Houston, nowhere near close to a triple double because he was there with hard, you know? Right. So that was a super different thing. His nature, it seems when things are the best for his team is when he's closer to maybe a 25 and five kind of. Player. Sure. Yep. Which is really interesting because Yes, statistically, it's incredible that he's had these four seasons, and I'm I'm not talking myself out of what I said, but mm -hmm. there is something about to your point why I think a lot of people don't think of him this way is mm -hmm. because I don't want to say it's garbage time because that's not true. I mean, a lot of these <laughs> right. teams are playing hard for the majority of the season, but they are not good teams. You know, they are right. they're borderline at best, and and if he's having these record-breaking seasons as part of those teams, how much does it really count? Maybe that's my yeah. only question. Yeah, there was – I wish I had the other poll uh, video, the poll quote that I saw on the internet the other day from Jamal Crawford who mm. was talking about it, who uh, I am a huge Jamal Crawford stan. Like I love that man and the way that he played the game and, and the way that he – you know, he – he was the closest to, to NBA street that we got into the league besides uh, skip to my Lou when he was playing in the league as well. Um, and he said, he said, the thing that people don't understand is because there's a conversation around like folks who have that kind of thought process about like, you know, he was padding his stats on a bad team and all that kind of stuff. And, the, and, yeah. and Jamal was saying, what people don't understand is that's from a very external yeah. point of view. That's like the people too. who are like on the court, they hold Russ in this really amazingly high regard because they know exactly how hard that is to do on a night in night out basis. Sure. He was like, you know, the day, the days when you're going to Utah and playing in thin air and still getting a triple double after night, like it is a really astounding thing to know his motor just doesn't care. Right. And his will is just like, I'm going to do everything I possibly can, even on a bad team to do what it takes to win. Um, yeah. It is it is a wild thing to think about. It it's wild and I mean like it it is also silly in the same breath to be like, well, he was doing this on bad teams and you know, is he is he somehow being selfish by padding these stats? It's like, well, these also include assist numbers. I mean, like assisting right. is the the, the <laughs> manifestation of unselfish play. So like you can make an argument that someone who is having these crazy triple doubles might be padding their own personal stat line at the expense right. of like maybe having Beal, you know, run ISO all the time or whatever. Like, like there, there are arguments to be made, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think on the court, those players have a lot of respect for Russ. Um, if they didn't, he probably would have stopped being such a figure in the league a few years ago, I feel like. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, it's an incredible accomplishment. It really, really is. And, and exactly like Chris Broussard said, I mean, it's like, you can't, can't talk about the league without him in it now so yeah it's a, it's a it's such a wild thing especially also because of like let's be honest russ gets a bad rap because he they feel like he's super angry all the time right yeah. 
Like Russ is the ang- is like the epitome of the angry black man in league in a weird way. Yeah, uh, and that's the way it gets kind of portrayed a lot, right? Yeah. It's like that's who he is, and that's the reason why he doesn't get a lot of love and all that kind of stuff. And it's 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 also really interesting to just see how he's played, you know, counter to that as a player, where you know you see him in post game interviews, and he has he's you know he is one bad question away from meme status every day. <laughs> Uh, which is great, and it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing for the internet, but a curse for him yeah. in, in the way that he gets portrayed. But I think that the thing that gets you know kind of undercut in all of those things is the fact that he is busting his ass every game yeah. Yeah. in a way. And, and I think Jamal talked about this part too, where he was saying, it's not like he's squeaking by with like 10 points, 10 rebounds. He's like oh, getting no. 20 yeah. points a game, yeah. 20 rebounds, and like 10 assists or something like that, 10, 11 assists. And people, again, it's it's not pretty work. Uh-huh. Um, but it's like as a person who is a six, what, six, five, six, six guard. Yeah. Um, six, three, actually. S- is he 6'3"? I thought he was taller than that. Um, as a 6'3 guard, think about that. That even makes it even more wild to think about. Because the thing about Barkley was, and I'm happy you kind of brought him up, like people were like, he's a small, small forward because he's basically around, suppose he's 6'5", 6'6". Yeah. Um, and he was doing you know wild work on the boards in that way. Sure. Russ is at the guard position, which means you have to move further. You're coming in from further away from the basket. Because you're guarding perimeter players, he's jumping over and around bigger players who are faster now than they were in the Barkley era, and still getting these kinds of numbers every night for four years straight. Wild, and he's an unbelievably smart player too. Yeah, I and mean, this, I mean, that that's that's the part of his game that I think goes kind of under the radar is that like it's not just that he's athletic and jumping over people because he's like, he's not like the, the, the best athlete in the league. Right. Um, it's that, that he knows where the ball is going to be. I mean, like Charles mm-hmm. Barkley talked about that too. And Dennis Rodman talked about that too. These are players mm-hmm. that were not size wise going to compete with their direct uh, defenders. Right. Like Rodman mm-hmm. was not a huge guy, but no. in the, in the last dance, that entire episode, he talked at, at length about knowing where the ball was going to be, when it hits the rim and that's mm-hmm. physics, that's observation. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not trying to attack the ball at its highest peak. That's saying, Hey, this ball is going to end up in a place where none of these other players are right now. So I can be the one that goes and gets it. And like, that's how Russ plays. He's had three seasons with over 700 rebounds. That's the most in NBA history by a player, six, uh, six, three years shorter. Wow. Um, he reminds me, and we actually brought him up last week on the show the way the media talks about him and the way that I think like he's been an under the radar, maybe hall of famer is the Mm. same way. I kind of think about Allen Iverson now. Oh, for sure. Because like the media was frankly terrible to Allen Iverson in terms Mm -hmm. of, uh, that there's that angry black man trope stuff too. the exact same thing, that practice thing. Listen, I love, I love that soundbite. It's funny as fuck, but like Mm -hmm. his entire career being boiled down to that, instead of Mm -hmm. being the baddest motherfucker that to ever play the game at six feet tall, like, Mm -hmm. like that, that shit is, that shit keeps me up in terms of like the way we talk about the legacies of players. Cause that mm-hmm. guy was an unbelievable basketball player. And 
you know, Russ may not have the same kind of flair and obviously the same kind of highlight reel, but I wonder if we're going to be thinking about him in 10, 15 years, kind of the same way of like, wow, why did we kind of sleep on a player that versatile and interesting? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is going to be in, yeah. And you even add the extra layer to AI's career with, you know, the conversation around the hip hop, hip hop yes. culture and how he, yeah. how he introduced that in a, in a much more profound way into the league and how the league actively pushed back against it, making rules against the way people dress yep. uh, in the league for that kind of stuff. So it's, 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 um, it's a, it's a wild kind of conversation to see all the cultural tidbits that go along these conversations yeah. um, around how these players have played and how Russ is now kind of the second coming of that energy uh, in that way with a with a less good jump shot still getting that kind of uh work in every 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 night for four years straight yeah so you know i i guess that removes the ability for for me to talk any more junk about russ uh and that's fine that's reasonable i think that's okay i like the fact that we talked about his houston years because i think that that was that does change a lot of the conversation for sure yeah um about how that worked in comparison to now him being on the wizards um the other story that I would love to dig into, and I know we're really excited about this, is that the WNBA season is starting up tonight. Uh, so I am hyped for that because we talked a lot about the Jersey conversation uh, yeah. that happened. There's a fantastic story uh, on fanbite.com today uh, talking about the you know connection between the WNBA and you know their corporate sponsorship and how that is uh, you know not necessarily the move. Uh, so some great conversations happening on fanbite.com. So check those out as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to hear your thoughts about like what, what you're excited about and, and, and how things are going to kind of roll out. Yeah. I think, I think really if you are, there are 12 teams in the WNBA. So if you've mm -hmm. never jumped in, I don't think it's a super overwhelming thing to say, okay, let's, let's kind of dive in. The problem you're going to have is, is still television stuff. So like, you know, you yeah. need to still have some deep cuts of TV networks to like see some of the stuff. But uh, that being said, um, we have some games on ABC uh, this weekend. If you're listening to this uh, before Saturday, we have a couple of like midday games. The CBS sports network has a lot of these games. If you have like the ESPN extended family of like ESPN three, ESPN two, all that stuff, you can still catch most of these games uh, and also NBA TV. You can catch a lot of the stuff. Um, I think it's a great time to get into it. And here's why. And, and you spoke to, to Natalie's pieces over at Fanbyte. Yeah. She's been writing a lot about the WNBA. Uh, today's piece was especially good about like the monetization and how like, yeah, until this gets actual like investment and uh, attention it deserves, uh, these corporate sponsors are probably still a necessary evil. But she wrote another piece a couple weeks ago about how the league is probably ready to expand. I mean, MLS started roughly at the same time that the WNBA is, but is uh, more than doubled in size in terms of its teams. Uh, the WNBA is still struggling to, uh, you know, grow beyond 12. Um, here's why the WNBA probably rules right now is that when mm. you think about it, 144 total roster spots means that your average WNBA player fucking rules at basketball. Like it's mm -hmm. just like, really fucking good at it because if you try to condense the 30 uh, team league that is the NBA and decide to 
narrow that down to 144 players and you put those 144 players and spread them evenly, you've got fucking like super teams in every division. Okay. Yeah. Like you've got ridiculous talent. So if you take that same idea and you condense it, you've got teams like the Seattle storm, the Minnesota Lynx, the, the Las Vegas aces that are just absolutely loaded with like, legitimate all-timer talent if you want to see a player uh that really great young player um the 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 new york team even is stacked with young talent right now they may lose almost every game this season but they are going to be really fun doing it uh dallas even has probably the rookie of the year as well as one of the great young scorers uh in of course um arike ogombuwale who is like one of my favorite players she's so exciting um i don't know Uh, i like las vegas is cool because they've just got like two like incredible defensive uh like walls at the power forward and center position um uh uh, fucking uh aja wilson is probably going to be the mvp again and she's great uh liz cambage is just like an incredible center for the for the aces just so much talent in the league right now and uh, you really can't find a team that isn't at least going to be excited to 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 latch on to. Even a team as bad as the Dallas Wings, my hometown <laughs> team, uh, I'm super excited to see how they they kind of break out this year. So um, find it when you can. I think it's like a really great time to just try it. Like if you're like, okay, like I'm ready. I, I love basketball. I'm ready to just go all in on this. The WNBA has been great for many years, and it's yeah. it's probably the best time to get into it right now. Yeah, shout out to the fam AP Ariel Powers who's going to be you know rocking it super hard. We had a we had a dope episode with her uh, a couple like last year on Spawning yeah. Me with that conversation, and she's she's brilliant and, and super fun. Um, yeah, it's going to be really cool to see the way things kind of pan out. I do feel like now, even even more so in a pandemic year, it may potentially it's a weird timing too because like people are now starting to go back outside. Yeah. And doing stuff. So it's kind of in the weirdest version of, of you know, spectator sports stuff for them right. because everybody was already locked down and was like focused in. And now with a probably longer playoff season in the NBA, that's probably going to suck up some energy because yep. of the stupid playoffs and the yep. stupid play in uh, playing games. It's so bad. That may even screw them a little bit in terms of TV time because it people might. are going to be, you know, it's extra. extra going to. Yeah, right. It's going to be extra games that, that are going to be in there that weren't in there before. So, um, I'm I'm excited for the for the season to start. I, I've always been a fan of, of what they've been able to do. Of course, with the way that they've been rocking their social justice messages as well. I want to see how they're going to expand yep. on that as well to see how they're going to dig into that or if they're going to dig into that. I think they probably will, um, especially with everything that's going on in the world. To see there'll be some conversations there to to be happening as well. Yep. So, um. Yeah, I, I'm hoping to see, you know, maybe an upstart kind of come through and break through. It's always kind of locked down into the kind of teams that we've seen, you know, do well in the past couple of years. Um, I'm assuming this is probably going to be the last season for Sue Bird, who who is a fave of mine. Uh, I've been a fan of hers for a very long time, so it's going right. to be, you know, potentially her swan song season. Uh, and they have to kind of do the Derek Jeter, you know, give her a <laughs> give her a motorcycle in every seat in every city she goes to, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she would deserve it because she's 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 held down the league for decade at yep. this point. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I think 
you know, besides all that, the last piece of, of, of news, uh, there's going to be some really interesting games this weekend. Uh, a lot of playoff implications. Portland may wind up slipping into the, 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 the playoff uh, the, the play-in tournament, which is going to be nuts to think about. Yep. Lakers are still on the bubble to a certain extent. Uh, the question that's going to be there after Shaq was rubbing uh, Charles Barkley's hamstring last night on TNT, <laughs> which was hilarious, um, <laughs> is to see, you know, is 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 AD and LeBron going to, are they going to play? Because uh, they both have injuries and they're still kind of sitting out, or at least they've been kind of in and out of the in and out of the roster. Are they going to play to get make sure that they solidify that 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 eight spot? Um, and the Knicks are in. The Knicks are in the playoffs they're in. since Charles Heston lifted a tablet into the sky. <laughs> uh, so uh, very happy about that as being a part of the conversation for the playoffs coming up. New I mean, York y'all, has y'all wrapped up y'all wrapped up the five or six. I mean, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. Well, you could I, think, I mean as, you could go as high as four. I don't think you we will, could. but but it's wild. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I think we're probably so, so, you know solid at five at this point. Yeah. I'm kind of one of those people who is like, now sit everyone. Don't let anyone play. <laughs> Make sure everyone is healed up. Make sure yeah. Derek Rose is feeling good because he's been a oh, fantastic been catalyst great. for yeah. uh for for the team this year. Um, I, lo- I have this one picture that I had on my Instagram of, of me with my Knicks jacket on my bed with a candle lit next to it I saw saying that. prayers. Uh, I was like, yes, it worked. It worked. It worked. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun run uh, to the end of the season. Um, it's just going to be a little bit wild to see the Knicks on national TV again, which, you know, again, yeah, right. It's like it's, it tells it tells you just how fickle stupid TV is in that yeah. way. It's just like you suck for this long, I'm never going to show you. Now you're going to be on TV like every other day because you're now the kind of like Cinderella team. It's like of the league the, right now. It's like looking at the fucking prime times prime time schedule for the NFL and the Browns are on it like five times. Right. I was like the Browns. Super what weird. Is this super weird? So yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, everything yeah. comes around, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the clock <laughs> the clock hits that. Number. Oh, well, last thing, which is not basketball related, which I I, I just we had to talk about because it's the only sports show that we do on the network. Yes. How and, and we only have like five minutes to talk about this. How in the hell did Tim Tebow <laughs> land on an NFL roster before Colin Kaepernick? We know why. We know but why. I just had to say that into the into the internet because I saw that news. I would come out of the shower and I saw a friend of mine talking about it, and I was like, "No, you can't be serious!" Like that man was garbage when he was in the league. And then he went to the Mets and was garbage, and then came back and now is getting another roster slot. What is happening, John? Please help me. Uh, that that man fails up more than uh, white dudes in the video games industry. I mean, like I I, I just like I, I don't understand it. I mean, he 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 had a really fascinating couple of first seasons with Denver as a quarterback. Yeah. I remember that yeah. game against Pittsburgh in the playoffs. That was like yeah. a riot. Like that was super funny. But Tim Tebow is he's such a He's such an easy butt of the joke because he's just like this this dude that oozes sincerity, but it's like kind of 
kind of unpalatable to me in a way. Yeah. And it kind of rings a little bit weird, but, but Jacksonville's just like that. I mean, they got urban Meyer they've got uh, Trevor Lawrence. And I think Trevor Lawrence was, has been on the record as saying a couple of pretty, um, I'll say it charitably, like, you know, fairly race insensitive things uh, over the past little while. Uh, not the super surprising news. Um, yeah. Like, that that whole Jacksonville team just seems to be kind of like embracing that. Yeah. Of all right, let's let's get let's get like the ignorant ignorant shit going. Let's do it. Um yeah. I don't know, it's a bummer. I mean, it's it's a bummer. I mean, I if I had to guess though, my guess is that he's going to make the team as a tight end. Oh yeah. I mean, he'll make the team because I bet yeah. he'll just he'll play hard. I mean, I guess I'll give it to him that way. Like he plays hard. I, he doesn't play well almost ever, but he, his motor is pretty high. Um, he's high on the Lord, I guess. Um, it's like watching the oldest camp counselor who's been there a little bit too long. Yeah. It's like, you've been here for like 35 years, fam. Like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like you should have moved to middle management at this point. Why are you still around these kids? Yeah. <laughs> Get out I, of here. I, it seems <laughs> it's it's a little creepy. very strange to me, but it's like, it's creepy. I keep reading. It's like, oh, we wanted to sell tickets. I'm like, you just got the number one draft pick. Like, do you need to help selling tickets? For Tim Tebow? Like, for that's Tim the reason? Te- like, like, that's, that's the person? That's, that's the reason? What kind okay. of, I mean, I guess, I guess I know what kind of audience you're trying to attract, but like, I mean, look, I think you if got you it, really wanted Jackson to put butts in seats, you could have gotten both Brett Favre mm-hmm. and Jerry Rice to do, you know, back, back support commercials during halftime because yeah. they're doing those already. You can just have them do that and that'll get yeah. you more people in the seats and seeing freaking Tim Tebow do anything on the yeah. damn field. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that anyway. Nobody wants to see that. I just had to say that out loud because I saw that and that just blew me away as like yeah. a thing that is actually going to be happening in 2021 uh, that people are going to spend money on. Like he's going to get a Apparently. roster spot and get and make dough, mm-hmm. make the minimum or whatever it may be. Anywho, um, <laughs> that just irked the hell out of me. I was like, God damn it. Anyway, massive love to everybody for checking out the show this week. Please go check out some WMEA games. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Watch the season start. Make sure you're going to check that stuff out. Again, give us some love. Please, please, please send us some five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and give us some love in all the places that we reside. Fanbyte.com is brilliant, and we continue to pull out, pull out, put out fantastic work uh, everywhere we go. Uh, where can the folks, if they want to go check out more stuff, go get some gear, all that stuff, John, where should they go? You can go to store.fanbyte.com if you want to buy our merch. We have some cool stuff. If you want to ask us a question on this very podcast, you can do so over at fanbyte.casa. That's C-A-S-A. That's our Discord server. There's a channel there called Podcast Questions. If you want to ask us something, just say Corner 3 and then ask your question. We're happy to take your questions on the air. Uh, also, uh, all of our podcasts are over at podcastnet.work. We have a lot of good ones, including Khalif's very excellent show, Spawn on Me, uh, which uh, oh. had a great episode this week about Ratchet and Clank and some other stuff, and it was really good. Yeah, we did some cool stuff this weekend. We also have some real cool stuff coming up later on in the week if you're into video games with Spawn on Me and Hitman 3 and cool stuff. And yeah. also... There's some fantastic podcasts on the site right now on the network featuring all of our, you love to see it crew 
checking out Wesley Snipes movies, Snipes which Smart gives me baby. so much joy. So please go check those out. Those have been fantastic and super fun to dig through. So uh, much love to you all. We'll all see you next week. We'll see you. Hopefully we'll have the whole crew back. Uh, and no one is in the space station at that point. Uh, so we'll see you very, very soon. Much love. See you next week. Video recording. Hooray. All right. So three. To <laughs> got that out of the way. That was the that was the Mr. Triple Double I was looking for. Three, <laughs> two, one.